Hello, everyone, and welcome to Breakout, episode number 37. This is the Escapist Conversation Show for Wednesday, April 20th. Uh, happy Glover Day for those who celebrate. My name is Marty Saliva. As always, I am joined by Nick Calandra, and Casey Wosu is out on vacation, so uh, filling in is the wonderful Jimmy. How's it going, Hello, buddy? otherwise Hello. known as Less Cool Casey. Less, yeah, you're like Diet Casey. Yeah, the K in Casey stands for cool with a K, which yeah. is infinitely cooler. Yeah, that is that is the coolest way to spell <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much uh, for joining us live. If you are doing that, uh, we have a great show today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, new Star Wars game that uh, was announced by uh, uh, coming from from Amy Hennig's new studio. Amy Hennig, obviously the co-creator of the Uncharted series. Uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff we've been playing and watching because we didn't have a show last week. So we also didn't have a show the week before, did we? No. We had a show two weeks ago. Yeah. But we missed last week, so we got a bunch of stuff. Uh, but... Uh, we're going to start off with our big uh, main topic, which you can see uh, in the headline, which is uh, talking about uh, sort of our backlogs and how we manage them, how we feel about them, like what happens when we feel a little bit burnt out on them, some tips for going back to games or not going back to games. Um, and judging from the comments, it feels like a lot of folks uh, are suffering from a pretty similar uh, ailment as us. And uh, right off the bat, uh, His Divine Shadow, thank you so much for joining the Early Access. <laughs> and remember that uh, this show, along with so many other great uh, things, on the escapists are funded by your incredible super chats, your donations, your memberships. Uh, so yeah, you can get those in uh, throughout the show and at the end we'll read them. So, so let us know about your backlogs and we'll talk about them. Um, how are you guys doing? You know what? We're going to talk, we're going to talk about backlogs, but I want to know how you guys are doing first. Yeah. Uh, I'm all right. Yeah. I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nick, doing you're in the middle of house hunting. Yes, truly, I am. You're truly hunting I, house. Yep. I put a offer down on the last Friday, yeah, Saturday, Hell yeah, and then I was beat out by somebody with a lot of cash, so that wasn't mm-hmm. fun. Uh, yeah, but definitely Probably house hunting. Yeah, house hunting in uh, this market right now is not very fun. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to find anything, even in like Kansas City. I'm not going to find anything for like less than three hundred thousand. That's like not falling apart. <laughs> yeah, you so should. I can't, uh, can't imagine what it'd be like in LA or anywhere else. Just not feasible. You should try to. Uh, pay them in a uh, steam credit oh, i was Let's gonna pay them works. in trident layers yeah there you go yeah that, that works that's usually, usually my go-to when i don't have enough money for something yeah pay them an exposure we'll say we'll make a we'll make a house episode <laughs> on these <laughs> no i was gonna your your real estate agency them. can sponsor yeah i was gonna pay them by letting them write for the escapist oh my god wow Perfect. yeah that would that's be, a true that would exposure be, God. <laughs> I don't think I would ever want to live in a house that was given to me for that reason. Yeah. Fly out the documentary team and we'll make uh, like some really nice uh, coverage for them. So they can yeah. yeah, the Sorry. next uh, best place after Iceland is uh, Kansas City. I'll film, yeah, of course. I'll film a yeah. behind-the-scenes documentary on my search for a house. <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd watch, you. I'd watch you pull your hair out. That shit must be mega stressful. <laughs> Uh, well, Jamaica, apparently you don't have a big enough backlog if you're watching something like that. Because I mean, okay, uh, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, so yeah, getting uh, to our, our main topic, um, Nick, you suggested this, and I, th- I think it's something that uh, all of us have absolutely felt at uh, one time or another, where uh, because of stuff like Steam sales and just our dumb propensity to most people's to to buy something and then not actually have the time to. Um, sit down and actually play it um um where like where are you at with your backlog what does your backlog look like now are there games that you're ashamed that you haven't gotten to yet uh there's not games i'm ashamed i haven't gotten to yet but there's definitely like 
So, like, I, I know on the Escapist show and all that, people that I watched that knew I was doing, like, the the list of games that I completed. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I was doing that for a while. And, like, I, I think, like, over the last two years, I probably got through a little over, like, 130-something games, which is a lot. <laughs> it's a mm-hmm. shit ton of games. Um, and then kind of, like, went through my relationship and everything. And then, like, gaming slowed down then. And then kind of uh since the breakup and all that i've been like really slow in gaming like i've just kind of wanted to watch tv and stuff and uh and then uh i've been wanting to like i keep going and looking for games to start and i just can't seem to bring myself to do it uh which is weird because like i didn't have that problem before and like with the with the list it was kind of giving me like a a game in itself to complete games and add to that list Mm -hmm. but then lately and maybe it's just because like we got the documentary come out coming up and I'm looking for a house and everything, but like I see, like every time I will go to start the game, I go to how long to beat, and it's like 30, 40, 50, 60 hours. I'm like, ah, like I don't, I don't want to commit that amount of time to a game right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then I stupidly started up Yakuza Like a Dragon last night, and now I'm kind of hooked on that. So, but uh, oh yeah, it's I mean it's an it's an excellent game, but it is also a very long game. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's been two hours of cutscenes so far. Yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I like one of one of the things I I really did to get through my backlog like two years ago was was starting that that list and basically that gave me it, it was partially for like the content creation side of it so it's not going to work for everybody but having that list of like here's kind of what I got done this this year was mm-hmm. kind of pushing me forward to complete more and add to that list because I was just like wow I look at all, look at everything I did this year you know I finished this and this and this I read that I watched this. Um, so this year, like I added the TV series I've been watching to it because I have a backlog of TV series I want to watch too. Um, so just kind of like giving yourself like a little extracurricular thing to add to the games that you're playing kind of incentivizes you to complete them a little bit, especially like on Twitter. Like you kind of got like the positive feedback of like, oh, I finished this game and all these people want to talk to me about it now kind of thing. Um, you've, you've gamified being I ashamed have. of not playing enough games. So <laughs> I have. Incredible, incredible job on that. The, on that the trick is work in games media. And <laughs> yes, that's, that's and also true. The nature of how we uh, play games is very, not totally, but is, we come at games at a little bit of a different perspective because of the nature of our jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I found when I joined the game media space, the way I played games changed where... I would kind of, it got to the point, it's not like this anymore, but it got to the point where I was only playing what I was working on. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would only play the games I was either streaming or I was either making videos on. And that made the drive to play any other game completely disappear because I was like, I'm not, it doesn't, at that point it didn't feel productive. I was like, I'm not, I'm not really doing anything. I'm just kind of um, playing, which is how you should play games. They're meant to be enjoyed. But my mindset back then was very much, I'm not being productive. I either need to stream it or I need to make an episode. I need to do something. Um, And also switch my brain off. I find it very hard to play games nowadays and not think about them like, oh, I could make an episode on this or Mm -hmm. I could do this. And um, thinking about the designs of them has made it very hard for me to just get into games for playing to relax. Um, I found that very hard with um uh jedi fallen order i started that Mm. game a few times Mm -hmm. uh i always found that when i got to gameplay that's when my brain switched off i was like okay i'm i'm done and that's not necessarily just jedi fallen order but in in a lot of games like 
I, I get to the point where the gameplay starts to f- show its fruit and I'm like, I can't be bothered. I, I'm, I'm going to stop. And then I yeah. start on another game and then that happens again. And, uh, but I've got a little bit better at it now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting because you have sort of the like multifaceted backlog. Like you have, um, you know, stuff you've like purchased and is readily available that, you know, you haven't started, but you could start on a dime. You have stuff that you're like, okay, I really should have played blank at some point. And I haven't like, yeah. um, I've talked about it on the show. Like I've never played, I haven't played the Witcher. I haven't played Mass Effect. I haven't played Skyrim. I haven't played Fallout. Um, and I'm like, I should probably at some point play those. Cause I would probably enjoy some of them. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, then you have sort of the, at least for us, you have like, well, we want to play the newest stuff in order to be able to keep up with the conversation. And so, mm-hmm. You know, at the beginning of the year when Pokemon Legends came out and then Dying Light and then Horizon and then Elden Ring, it was like, well, we kind of have to play a little bit of all these so that, you know, we can talk about them during streams and and, or pitch ideas for features or talk about them Mm -hmm. on podcasts. Um, That that is the the bad part about games media. It's like I played all four of those games and I I burnt out like after Elden Ring. I was burnt out. Yeah, but so like, but then the, the conversations, like <laughs> the conversations on those kind of pass, and like we're at a, uh, we've been talking about it for the last few weeks. We're at like a relatively slow period for the next couple months, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. in terms of big releases, like stuff keeps getting slotted in. Like just this morning, they said at the end of June that Sonic Origins Collection is coming out, so they keep slotting in kind of like little games. Which, by the way, the Sonic Origins Collection, which is just Sonic One, Two, Three, and Sonic and Knuckles, um absolutely been released before so they're just them in a new package and like widescreen now uh what it has uh, they released one of those uh grids with all the like oh if you get the regular edition this is what you get if you get the deluxe edition this is what you get one of the things in only in the deluxe digital version is animated characters in the main menu that is literally one of the bars <laughs> oh my god is animated characters in the main menu and the only version that you can get that on is the digital deluxe version and i'm like what is happening here why are it's we doing this the, the key features of sonic is that the characters are animated on the <laughs> that was like menu. something that mario it's, didn't have yeah it's that is it's that sonic is doing some... his finger like that's yeah. the that's Dumb the whole thing no it's not if thing. If you get the regular version, it's just Sonic doing this. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! And on his finger, it says "Pay me money." Yeah, pay me money. Um, uh, but, but that yeah, ruined it's like my whole morning. Games coming up soon. What was that? That ruined my whole morning. Uh, I yeah, my anti-anxiety well, modes after that one. It, it's also funny because <laughs> it's, it's like for the rest of the day. It's, it's funny because it felt like Sonic is like, oh man, like the movie, like the second movie made a lot of money. People seem to dig it. Like, okay, <laughs> Sonic's getting momentum. Get they kids have that money. <laughs> yeah, they have that Sonic Frontiers game coming out, and like everything's good. And then all of a sudden they show that, and it's like, well, what are you guys doing, Sega? That has to uh, be some weird executive decision. Sure. Yeah. Like they just looked at the menus and were like. How could we monetize this? Yeah, and like, oh no, the internet definitely wouldn't get mad at us. So yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oops, I forgot uh, absolutely to turn break off. I forgot to turn Twitch off for breakup. Oops. Oh, so there's a so secret free, little community, a secret over, community over, there. over there. <laughs> yeah, incredible. Um, hey Twitch. Yeah, I've noticed uh, though. For me, um, jamming through games, uh, uh, I, I I almost focus less on like playing through games i haven't played and more mm. on i replay a lot of series um in a lead up to a new release uh yeah. and so whether it's like comfort food games or 
Um, like I'm replaying all the Zelda games now, kind of in preparation for uh, the Breath of the Wild 2 next year at some point. And so, uh, but a nice way for me to do a lot of these things, and especially like RPGs and stuff like that, is uh, playing them on Switch in handheld mode while multitasking and, you know, going through my TV backlog or watching movies or watching sports. Mm-hmm. And it feels like you're able to kill two birds with one stone. Um, and like Nick was saying, like you're able to almost feel like you're able to check two things off a list at once yeah. as opposed to just one. I mean, yeah. my problem with that is that I'm dumb and I can't do multiple things at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't watch a TV show and play on my Switch because my brain has to be on one or the other. The secret um, is you do both of them poorly. Oh, okay. And just yeah. not care. Yeah, yeah, and then forget what the TV show is about. So the next day you watch season one again, playing mm-hmm. the same game. Yeah, Repeating exactly. The level because yeah. you suck. <laughs> so I I, yeah, I can't really do that. I have I to think focus. Somebody in chat said it earlier, but like getting that's one of the things I had to get through was the mindset of uh, I don't have to play every game. You know, you if, if there's no. games that I mean, part like we're we're a bit of a, like an outlier because like in our job it feels like you do have to play every game to keep up with mm-hmm. that, unless it's an RTS yeah. game or a four X strategy game. That I'm not touching that, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, unless I go back to uh, uh, uh what should I call it, Crusader Kings, and try to marry my son's daughter again, I guess. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> this is why you're not getting a house is because they saw that stream. And we're like, we don't want this pervert living in the neighborhood. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like I, I kind of got through that where I was like, you know, I, I'll try a game if I don't like it in about like the first few hours and, you know, I'll put it down and maybe come back to it later. But also like that's a double-edged sword because a lot of games, when I was doing my like backlog rush, I there were a lot of games I had started like Bioshock 2, for example, and it didn't hook me for the first like hour or so and i was like well i need yeah. to give it a real chance and get sucked into it and then i finally you know let it hook me and get get back into it um so and you know i think i think a lot of times like people with big backlogs kind of just start a game quit a game start another game quit a game start another one then they get burnt mm-hmm. out because it's like man i can't finish anything why am i not you know sticking yeah. with that game and sometimes you just gotta like uninstall like some one of the things i've had to do is like, just uninstall everything else just play that game like i know i'm gonna enjoy it just you know give it time to ramp up push for him yeah i uh and i think it's a i think it's an age thing too where it's like i i started yakuza like a dragon when it came out and then like it was so much cutscenes that i just was like i don't want to sit through this right now and Mm -hmm. last night i finally sat through the two hours of cutscenes like i'm now i'm finally at like the actual gameplay part but uh like I, I've kind of skipped Yakuza five and six to get to like a dragon because I played one through four kind of back to back to back last year, and I don't think I can do that gameplay loop anymore in five or six. And I really no, think I, sure. I really yeah. think like I've tried to start five like three or four different times, and I think I've just given up on um, trying it. And I think I'm just gonna watch like the movie version of Yakuza five and six. Yeah, it's like, there's some there's some games like that where it's just like. If I'm not going to do all the side missions and all that, then I guess there's no point in really wanting to play it. Yeah. Uh, just because the internet says you have to to experience it. Like, if I just want to watch it, you know, if I just want to get the story, then that's what I'll go do. Uh, the internet's full of shit. And I say that as someone on the internet. I'm full <laughs> of shit. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, one one thing I, I do is uh, or that, that, like, I don't know, sort of, like, uh, rekindles my flame whenever I feel like I need it is... Uh, I look to really short games that you're mm-hmm. able to beat, um, like specific, even like games you're able to beat in a single sitting. 
which is uh, I like wrote a piece on it a couple of years ago for the Escapist, but um, I really love a game that you can start and get the full breadth of the experience within two, three hours. Um, you know, like in the past couple of years, like stuff like a short hike or Call of the Sea or Firewatch. Um, you know unpacking yes before your eyes sign our wild hearts like a bunch of really great games and these are games that are generally like pretty cheap like you can usually if on sale you can get them for like five bucks but at most they're probably like 10 to 15 um and they're things that like i don't know it's like sitting down and watching a movie and you get the beginning and you get the end and they're usually really creative and built around like a single like really smart mechanic um and it just feels good to be able to finish those and then you could say like i did it as opposed to like, I don't know, I'm like seven hours into Horizon Forbidden West, and then the conversation has moved on from the game, and I'm like, if I wasn't yeah. if I wasn't having a lot of fun yet, can I just stop? And like, yes, yeah. of course I can stop. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. I paid for it, I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. Yeah, it's fine to not finish a thing. Yeah. It's completely fine to move on. If you're not enjoying it, it doesn't mean you're mm-hmm. a bad person. Actually, no, no it does. Jesus. You're a terrible yeah. person. If you can't it finish does. a game, yeah. you're stuck. Yeah, yeah. There's, think- there's a lot of people like talking about like the backlog being like a a job kind of thing but i don't like I don't a really, ball and chain yeah. yeah i don't view it that way it's more like with it's it's like the the selection of choice is so great sometimes and that's why i said like sometimes you just gotta uninstall everything mm-hmm. and just yeah. focus on that one game you want to play and then and then that's it like and if you want to finish it then don't install anything else just go finish that game and then move on to the next one because like that that was my problem like i would start like four or five different games and like i that's what happened to me a couple months ago again part of the reason i got burnt out is because like i was playing return of the Oberdin, i was enjoying it and then i started something else and i forgot about return of the Oberdin. now it's bugging me that i haven't finished return of the Oberdin. i'm not gonna remember it i gotta go restart it same thing happened to disco elysium which is why it's in the thumbnail it's like that's a game i was really enjoying i just it was like one of those games disco elysium is one of those games you have to sit down and really pay attention to to get yeah and uh if I start another game while I'm playing that, because I was playing that and Pokemon Legends Arceus at the same time, which I still haven't very gotten to finish game. that. Very similar game. <laughs> yeah, they're very similar. You're, you're, uh, you're one wrong choice in Pokemon Legends, you I, accidentally hang yourself. Yeah. The, the exact same amount of dialogue as well. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that's a plus on Pokemon's yeah. side. Uh, yeah, I totally get that feeling, though, of like really being into something and mm-hmm. then for some reason having to step away from it for a while and do other things whether it's for work or play other games or whatever and then you come back to it and you're like well shit like i lost the momentum i had and especially if it's like a story driven game or like a a mechanics heavy game like games don't do a good job of being like oh let me recap you on your your progress so far it's not like the beginning like you can't just like prepare for the new season of better call saul by watching like a youtube recap that's like season five in 10 minutes some games do the witcher 3 does that really well when like when you previously come back, on the screen gives you a recap of the story. Oh, that's cool. That's That'd cool. be really cool um, if more games did that. I wish more. Mm, I yeah. wish like more open like Assassin's Creed Valhalla desperately needs something like that. Yeah, yeah. And that that this encourages going back. Like I did the exact same thing, Nick, with Disco Elysium. I played the first uh, three or four hours, really enjoyed it, but had to step away due to say work or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought. I'm not going to remember what happened and mm-hmm. you have to pay so much, like you said, so much attention to that game. I thought I'm going to be a huge disadvantage if I go back. Um, uh, I'll just not go back, even though I absolutely adored it. And I've on my last personal stream, I've started streaming it nice. and that's going to keep me motivated to keep going because people want to watch it. Mm-hmm. But that's what we were talking about, like trying to use it for work and be like, 
how can we combine these things? I mean, that's funny because Nick almost did the same thing with like the Soulsborne games. Like you turned those your backlog of Souls games into work, and that got you through all almost all of them, right? Yeah, yeah. That was I don't know. I I wanted to I wanted to stream more, but then like streaming ended up impeding my enjoyment of like more single player stuff because like disco leaves yeah. like one of those games i'm like yeah if i streamed it like you know if i just set aside two hours every week to play through that game i could probably do it in like get yeah on a stream and all that but it's like it's also i can't really focus on what i'm doing when i stream a game yeah like that. it's They've also got, if you yeah. step a week away like i noticed it on like when casey and i were streaming like dead space yeah we'd come back after a week or god forbid we took a week off and came back after two weeks and it'd be like <laughs> what were we doing? (laughs) Like, who are these characters? Like, I just, I I have like, A, I have a bad memory and B, I consume a lot of stories. So like in that two weeks, I had consumed a lot of stories, whether they were movies or TV or anime or games. Mm. And so by the time I came back, I'm like, who are these space fuckers? Yeah. That's who they were. They were the space fuckers. (laughs) In a game like Disco Elysium, it puts you at a disadvantage. Yeah, exactly. And the whole game is about the relationship with you and the characters in the story. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do think like in general, though, like I just, there's so much extra shit in games these days where it's like, it's been awesome. I got, I got to be honest. Like it's been fucking great playing through Halo and Gears of War with Amy and just running through those campaigns Uh and being done. And like, I'm just like every game I've been playing, like there's so much filler at the start of them now. Like it takes, you know, it's kind of crazy to me. Like I feel like half the games I've played recently have taken like two hours just to get into the action of anything. Like, yeah, I even Forbidden West felt like that, where it took me like uh-huh. two hours just to get to the new area of the game. Like, I, I don't know what I don't know what it is with developers lately, and like these super long, drawn out intros. Because like, if you think back to like games in the previous generations, like Bioshock, you were in that world and ready to go within five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the, the game hooked you right away. It's like I want to know more. Keep going. And like I feel like yeah. a lot of games have like these really long exposition intros that they didn't Spoke used to have. It. In my last episode on Returnal, uh, like the FTUX, the first time user experience Mm -hmm. is stupidly important. And a lot of the times I have this big rant about tutorials in the video that I cut out. Um, But the problem is, is games have so much stuff to teach its players, not just about its systems, but its world that they they tend to nowadays front load that. Whereas Bioshock Mm -hmm. is a wonderful example of a game that spreads out that world building over a long period of time. And it makes sense within the confines of the narrative of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, some games front load it in a two-hour cutscene or uh, same with the mechanics. They want to teach you everything up front and you're in a boring tutorial. And that's what put me off of um, Horizon Zero Dawn was once I got out of the intro as her as a child um, and it started trying to teach me things, I was like, I'm done. I'm bored. Because yeah, I can it, see the loop coming. Yeah, and like... <sighs> a lot of games it's like oh once once it sinks its claws into you then you're hooked but if that doesn't come for 10 15 hours like what the fuck we get one life on yeah, this I mean, shitty well, that's why, like, like that's why that's why people like like the souls game so much it i mean yeah, Elden Ring, yeah literally, time to fun is like immediate yep you go you go and you're in the world and you're done and that's it and you yeah. figure it out and yeah. within uh, 30 seconds of Elden ring a thousand armed man kills mm-hmm. you and it's great yeah yeah um yeah, it's funny. Some people in chat are mentioning some games like uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, which I loved, 
But the idea of going back to replay that in my mind, I'm like, I'm gonna have to play that hospital thing. <laughs> yeah. Like before I can get to the yeah. open world stuff, I'm gonna have to play through that hospital thing, which takes like, in my mind, 90 minutes, but it's probably like 40. But yeah. still, that's like uh, I loved much. it the first time, but like I don't want to do it again. And sticking with Kojima, the same thing with like Death Stranding. I kind of want to go back and replay it, but I know the first X amount of hours are so handholdy that I I want to get to like the meat and potatoes of the game. Um, Whereas other people have mentioned Doom, and like I think Doom 2016, uh, its opening is incredible because you're you wake up in a sarcophagus, you immediately punch a hole in the dude next to you, and get a gun, and it's yeah. like within five seconds, and then like a voice in your head tells you to rip and tear, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Gotcha, this is great. This is the this is the greatest video game opening of all time." Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think like that's part of like where the, the backlog burnout just comes from is like just in your mm-hmm. head you know the time investment it takes just to get to the fun part of a lot of yeah. games these days that's why like indie indie games are like yeah you're a good palate cleanser for a burnout backlog because you're right you you know you can just get in to a lot of them like Return of the Obert Den you're in gameplay in the first five yeah, minutes yeah. first 30 seconds Tom actually in right. game yeah 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 uh, Dead, then, yeah Dead like Cells. Tyrell oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Some folks in the chat were mentioning JRPGs, and that's another genre that's like, fuck. Like, I really love these games when I get into them, but a lot of them take many hours before like they let you off the leash and let you yeah. actually have fun yeah. in the world. I have my so. unopened copy of Triangle Strategy back there, and like, I don't know if I can do two hours. Like, Yakuza yeah. Like a Dragon, I'm enjoying it a lot, but that will be the only JRPG I probably play this year if I do it. If I yeah, continue with yeah. it, because it's like it's a lot. No, and I like, you know, I'm, I'm world's number five Persona fan, and, uh, like, that's a series that, Jesus Christ, that can take, like, ten hours in order to, like, get, that's the whole thing. When when Nick was playing Persona 5, it was like, well, let's just get past the first palace, <laughs> yeah. which will probably take, like, ten hours. Fifty hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that That is, like, one piece of advice that I've had to get to myself, though, is, like, I think a lot of people, when they play games, like, you expect to really sit down and get sucked into a game and sit there for hours and play it. And for mm-hmm. me, like for a game like Yakuza Like a Dragon, so I don't get burnt out on it and want to quit it. Like I have to limit myself to like two hours a night on it uh-huh. if I'm gonna play it. And just I yeah. get I get to a it's almost like a TV episode. You get to a, get to a stopping point. And you're like, all right, I'll cont- pick it up and continue tomorrow because like in the back of my head, it's sitting like I want to know what happens next. I'm gonna go back. I'm not burnt yeah. out from that gameplay loop yet. Um, yeah. What's yeah, the success I'm- rate for you though? What's the success? Because I do that. Oh, it's. It's a certain time. It's come to a natural stopping point. I'm gonna stop. What's the success rate of you actually returning to that game? Because I do that um, all the time. Where I'm like, oh, I'll come back tomorrow, and I just don't. It's it's been higher for me because like I set a like I set an objective in my head. It's almost like reading a book. Like where I'm gonna get mm. to chapter. I'm gonna I'm on chapter seven right now. I'm gonna get to chapter ten tonight. So like Ghostwire Tokyo, I started. I put down. I came back to over the weekend. I got to like chapter four. I stopped there and I was like, all right, I'll pick it up next weekend and finish the last two chapters or whatever. Um, it's just kind of like setting almost objective markers in my head of like, here's mm. here's how much I'm gonna play. Because I think the thing is like a lot of games, like the if the story is not hooking you, the gameplay loop passed you right. And if you're mm-hmm. spending five hours that weekend on a gameplay loop that is getting boring after five hours, and your head's like, okay, I don't want to play any more of that. You you limit you limit your time on it. And it's like, all right, I'm not sick of that gameplay loop yet. I'll go back. You know. Um, so I think yeah, just I don't know for me for me like having the list on my Twitter or you know wherever you want to put your list, you want to put it on a whiteboard or whatever. Like here's the game I'm playing right now. Complete. Put a check mark on it. Like get yeah. on to the next one kind of thing you don't like a game erase it and go to the next one 
Yeah, I just keep a notes uh, uh, note in my phone, um, and I've been doing this for years. Of every, I have like one note for movies and TV, and then one note for games, and I just do it like once I finish something, it'll be like, oh, uh, uh, what did I? What's the last thing I watched? Like, uh, I saw Ambulance in the theater a couple a couple days ago, and so it'll be like April fifteenth, mm-hmm. Ambulance, twenty twenty two. So it's just like at the end of the year, I'm able to look through and be like, oh, these are all the movies I watched or rewatched. And then yeah. same thing with games. I can see like, oh, this must have been a busy month because I like jammed through a ton of games as opposed to like not this month. I haven't finished like I barely finished any games this month, um, which is fine. It's fine. Yeah. The other, the other fine. thing, the other thing I do every once in a while is like if I am in like a because I know a lot of people do this where it's like you spend like an hour just looking for what you want to play and then never end up playing anything. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I find myself doing that, I will just pick a game that i have no idea about i have no i had no intention of playing download it and try it and sometimes that works for me too where it's like oh you know that's something i would never expected to try and i just enjoyed it Mm -hmm. i think public perception of a game also sways how i feel about my backlog um because as someone who teaches game design and works in games media i know this is a bit of a sin i've never played any final fantasy game um and i'm very intimidated to start any one because the series is so absolutely huge and i know a lot of them are standalone and um whatever but they're so well regarded and held in such high regard that i'm kind of intimidated to start them and then not enjoy the first few hours and then be like i'm bored i want to stop and then have Mm -hmm. a negative opinion of that series um like horizon again i picked it up because the person i was living with at the time said it was one of their favorite games of all time and um they were like it's amazing you're gonna love it and then they sat with me trying to get through it and after two three four hours i was like i'm bored like i want to i want to do something else this, yeah, um, and then i felt bad because final, it's like their favorite thing final fantasies i had the same thing last year where i was getting roasted for not playing final fantasy uh i would start with seven remake just because it's so modern and it's really good jesus i would absolutely not start I'd, start remake. start there start there it's it's more action oriented well it's funny because oh. i i really loved final fantasy 7 remake and I, i'm eagerly anticipating when the, the next parts come out but i went and tried 15 and i just fell off that within an hour i just mm-hmm. i don't know what it was it just i think it was just open world filler the game again where i've kind of felt that yeah. right away yeah and just because a game is held in a uh, high regard doesn't mean that you you not liking it is a bad thing. A lot of people feel this. Like, you might hate turn-based strategy games, and that's why you don't enjoy, say, one of the Final Fantasy games or um, Triangle Strategy or whatever. That's completely fine. Like, I don't like RTS games, not because I think the genre is bad, or I think any of the games in that genre are bad, just i don't gel with it from a gameplay perspective so i'm not going to play those um and it's fine for me not to enjoy those things that's been uh that's been pillars of eternity for me like i i've tried it like three different times i just cannot play games with real-time pause combat i don't i hate it Mm. i can't stand it even though i like i want to play pillars of eternity really bad because i like i love the world i like the story set up but the gameplay just makes me want to hurt myself (laughs) Uh yeah so I think the the in conclusion, just if you're having a good time, keep playing it. If you're not having a good time, don't play it. Don't worry about it. And don't if worry. you can't if you can't figure out uh, what game to play and you keep bouncing off them, find something that you don't want to do more than playing the games, and it will force you to play them. 
you got some work you don't want to do pick up a game i'll guarantee yeah. you'll stay on it <laughs> there you go there you go yeah or like go back to like a classic you know you like to sort of like uh, uh realign yourself like find your north star again oh, yeah. um i we think that's a, that game yeah exactly so i think that's a that's an easy thing to do in that respect so yeah. i think oh. yeah i think i think the biggest piece of advice i can give just from my experience with like having burnout like and not knowing what i wanted to play or whatever is just like limit your options because like there's there's so many I, like on every every person that's probably watching this goes through a steam sale and buys 10 different games sure. and then never yeah or a them. humble bundle that has like like yeah. that ukrainian humble the the ukraine aid humble bundle that was like 900 games like so many games yeah <laughs> how big is your library like your your steam libraries guys Oh, mine's tiny actually, because I only started playing PC games. Um, okay, six months ago. I think I've like I I can't be bothered to open Steam. I've like I, I will say I will say that's one of the reasons I've gone back to buying physical games on consoles is just because for some for some reason it's a mental thing, but having a disc like just makes me like I bought this and I want to complete it because it's not like so yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's weird even though you it's spend the exact same amount yep. of money on it having a physical thing you're like I should play yeah. this yeah because it's on my it's on my shelf looking at me I'm like I need to go finish that yeah it's yeah, yeah. 100% <laughs> it's it's funny though I feel like my Steam library is going to balloon once uh, I'm able to easily secure a uh, Steam Deck mm-hmm. uh, I think knowing how I play games on Switch I feel like I'm gonna play a lot of stuff on Steam Deck. Although I'm like hesitant to get a Gen One Steam Deck. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm uh, I hesitant. I, I kind of want to wait. Uh, you know, like the I, we've talked about on streams how the original iPhone had like was missing so much functionality, and by Gen Two, you know, they yeah. they'd solved all that. So you, you're definitely an outlier there, because like I, well, at least in my my point, because I I have the Steam Deck and I just haven't like latched onto it as much as I thought I would. Yeah, I thought I thought it was gonna be my new indie machine. I was gonna like try all these different indie games on it. I just like I don't know. I think yeah. maybe set analysis paralysis or whatever. Like I keep overthinking mm-hmm. the games I want to start on it. Cause I'm like, well, you know, that'd be a great system to play Disco Elysium on because I could just lay in bed and play it. And you know, yeah. uh, and then I'm like, well, I don't want to watch it on my. I want to play it on my computer. Nope, I want to play it on my TV. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah, I, I guess I, I can't be like certain. I, I don't know. Certain games feel like they gel with us intimate handheld experience more than others yeah like i would never want to play a big triple a game in that handheld mode the same way i don't want to play like a big shooter on switch um or anything where i have to read a lot i wouldn't want to have on that yeah yeah i would be worried to play it in bed because i'd be like playing it and then it would fall and it would smash my skull i'll tell you yeah dude like a brick from a building (laughs) i didn't i hadn't played my switch since like last year i think and the other day i pulled it out to start up kirby which i still haven't even i didn't end up starting uh Mm -hmm. that steam deck is massive compared to the switch like switch felt like (laughs) fucking paperweight compared to the steam deck so yes you do not want to drop the steam deck on your face yeah that that will hurt yeah yeah r.i.p uh all right, uh, we'll move on to our, our second topic before we jump into um, the stuff we've been the stuff we've actually been playing and watching. We were just talking about how we don't know how to play and watch things, but it turns <laughs> out we do. We lied to y'all. We tricked y'all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mentioned at the top of the show um, a new Star Wars game uh, was uh, revealed yesterday. I mean, announced. Like we don't know anything about it. It's a triple A AAA cinematic action adventure Star Wars game uh, coming from uh, Amy Hennig, uh, the co-creator of. Uh, you know, of uh, the Uncharted series, and then she worked on Jack and Daxter. She worked on Legacy of Kane. Um, but uh, yeah, she she has a a newish uh, uh, game studio as a part of Skydance. So it's Skydance New Media, 
And uh, it's funny because that's, this is the second game they, that that studio is working on. And the first they announced uh, late last year was an unannounced Marvel project or like an undisclosed Marvel project. So uh, apparently Disney, you know, is a fan of, of whatever the studio is up to because they signed them to both a uh, Marvel game and a Star Wars game. And so while we don't know anything about it, except that, you know, They've said it's very much kind of carrying the torch of her canceled Star Wars game at Visceral, which was Ragtag. Um, if you guys remember that, we only saw like a brief glimpse of it, but it was kind of open world Star Wars Uncharted was kind of the idea. Yeah, it was like Han Solo. Uh, Ish. Like you were playing like a, yeah, you were playing like a uh, scoundrel. Yeah. yeah. Um, which again makes sense, like a Nathan Drake esque character in the Star Wars universe. Um, yeah. But that, that game got canceled with the closure of. Uh, a visceral and so it's it's i think it's really cool that she's able to go back and I, this won't be like a one-to-one you know this won't be that game but i'm imagining a lot of the sort of the spirit and the the um um the energy she had from that is going to go into this game which i think is uh i think is really exciting but um the kind of the main thing i wanted to talk to you guys about was uh what the current landscape looks like for both upcoming marvel games and upcoming star wars games and to sort of get your temperatures on on where you think those two are, which projects you're most excited about, and like whose future looks brightest. Um, so to just go over the list really quick, uh, Star Wars has uh, the aforementioned Amy Hennig game, uh, that Quantic Dream game Eclipse, which was shown off at the Game Awards, which was the David Cage's game set in the High Republic era and, and looking like a cool sort of, I don't know, action-adventure game, although some of the reports have been that that, that might be, not be coming out till 2027 or 2028. Uh, we know we're getting Jedi Fallen Order 2, possibly hearing more about that this summer. Uh, Respawn is also working on a shooter. Respawn is also working on a tactics game. Uh, we have an open world game from Ubisoft Massive and then Knights of the Old Republic remake. And then on uh, the Marvel front, uh, it's it's fewer games are announced. Like, again, the Amy Hedding Marvel game, uh, Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac, uh, Wolverine from Insomniac, and then Marvel's Midnight Suns, which is the... XCOM developers kind of doing a Marvel tactics game. Uh, and your so, Avengers game is getting a Jane Thor or whatever. <laughs> well, I literally <laughs> forgot the Avengers was still a game, if we're going to be That's honest. That's going to make me reinstall it. And I am the number five, uh, also the number five Avengers fan. Uh, okay. Yes, they have announced Jane Foster's uh, 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 Thor is coming to the Avengers, probably as a synergy thing with Thor Love and Thunder. Um, so, okay. All these games. I'm gonna stop talking. Uh, how do you guys uh, uh, feel about the current state of of those two properties in game? I I really don't. I don't know. I maybe maybe I'm learning a lot from Yahtzee. I have like no expectations for pretty much any of these aside from Fallen Order Two, just because you know Respawn did the first one already. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Quantic Dreams Project, I not even on my the, the trailer got me really excited, but then now it's like not even on my radar because it's 2027. Uh, Amy Henning's Skydance Studio they haven't released anything I don't think there's any expectations I have for them yet uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns I'm actually excited for that because like it, mm-hmm. from the, the gameplay trailer they showed off it looked very similar to like Divinity Original Sin 2 combat which I really like um, yeah. and I think that'll be fun to kind of create your own hero kind of thing um, but aside from the, like, the rest of it like I guess we'll see with Respawn and all that I it seems I, I think the one thing that is um looking good to me is that it seems like disney's not trying to chase like the 
the games as a service stuff. It looks like they're trying to tell a lot more original stories with their properties again, mm-hmm. which that gets me interested. Um, yeah, they're not just trying to, as far as we can tell right now, they're not just trying to cash in with like cheap, cheap things. Like they're shelling out hundreds of millions to fund these projects. Uh, yeah, and even like familiar ones like Lego Star Wars that just came out, like that's a really ambitious game. Like right. that is like it's really good, and that's like another game I'm slowly making my way through. But like it's a yeah. really I mean, impressive Star Wars game. Yeah, and they're and they're and it's not just Star Wars and Marvel either. Like you know, you have machine games on the Indiana Jones game. You have uh, mm-hmm. what was the other one? The uh, Avatar from Ubisoft as Ubisoft, Ubisoft as well. Which mm-hmm. uh, you know, we should be seeing more of that this year. So I think I think like they're they're going all in on games finally and going really ambitious with it and that that has me excited because they have a lot of money to toss around and I still think I still think that that's no moon is working on something Star Wars too because they have yeah. a hundred I mean they got a hundred million dollar investment so I mean like you don't <laughs> what what other IP is going to give you a hundred million and their name is literally that? a Star Wars that's, quote yeah I think I yeah. think they're working on something too um, so I think I think they saw the success with Fallen Order and it's like yeah let's let's do more of that that gets me interested. Um, but as far as the projects go, like Knights of the Old Republic remake, maybe. But I mean, like I don't know. You know, Asper Media is working on it. It's their first like major product that's not a remake or whatever or a remaster. So we'll see yeah. how that turns. Yeah, out. Yeah, it's funny. It'll be interesting to see if they can sort of vault up to like the blue point uh, status of like, oh wow, like you're able to do more than just like you know take this game and port it to another console. You're able to like make something feel like modern and unique in the same way that they did with shadow of the Colossus and yeah. uh, demon souls. But I'm, I'm, I'm very much in the, the wait and see boat on a lot of these projects. Cause it's not like, I don't, I still don't think like Disney Lucas have like the best track history of like actually getting games out. Yeah. So I'd rather just yeah. wait to wait till it's ready to show and then talk about it. Cause like the quantic dream thing put a really bad taste in my mouth already with like, Oh, this isn't going to be out till 2027 supposedly like, okay. Yeah. You know, Amy heading, announcing game great but i mean how long till it's We've actually out before. yeah 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 i mean he hasn't uh you know shipped I, I think she worked she wrote some of battlefield hardline when she was working at visceral um yeah. but i don't think she's shipped anything since the the uncharted trilogy so yeah the, the think, first uncharted trilogy yeah they're just kind of i think they're just really announcing stuff to to get people hired and to work on these projects yeah 100 percent like it's much easier to to recruit uh really great talent if you could tell them you're working on a star wars game as opposed right. to you're working on an unannounced game and we can't tell you what it is until you get hired and sign an nda yeah right so yeah. I, I mean the best the best I can hope for is just original stories with new characters that aren't trying to Skywalker and you know hopefully they're working on other things in like High Republic or Old Republic or whatever just I don't want to retry the same stories again it's I was kind of like with Yahtzee on like the Lego Star Wars stuff like yeah the jokes are fun and all that but it's like I've seen all this before <laughs> so I yeah I kind of yeah. dropped that one pretty quick again yeah uh, how do you feel I, Jermaine I have simultaneously high and really low expectations um i'll explain the low ones first this might piss a few people off oh well i don't think star wars or marvel property as itself is enough to carry a game Mm -hmm. i've I've seen many games from the star wars universe and uh from marvel properties that have just been bad games i don't think Game set in those universes is enough. Um, even big AAA ones, I personally think Jedi Fallen Order is quite weak as a game. Um, narratively, it's trying to do some things. Um, this is just my opinion. 
uh, and Marvel Avengers we saw trying to do big adventurous things but fell into the dirt pretty much out of the gate uh, I don't think these IPs have enough um, they have great opportunities to make for good games mm-hmm. what I'm excited about is the companies that are working on them mm-hmm. um, like Marvel they they have a pretty good track record with games but I think that's mainly because Insomniac have been making all of the good ones <laughs> um, why I'm excited for Wolverine is not because it's going to be a Wolverine game but because it's specifically made by Insomniac yeah, um, mm-hmm. and just announcing a new Star Wars game does nothing for me. I'm just like, okay, it's probably going to be bad. <laughs> but depending on who's working with it, like Amy Hennig has done some wonderful writing. Um, but again, have we haven't really seen anything from her and her team in a long time? Yeah, and we don't. We haven't seen anything from this team. We haven't seen any yeah. Sky Dance. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, what is that going to be like? Um, mm-hmm. Just because people have had successes in the past doesn't mean they're magically going to touch something and it's going to be gold. Yeah. Um, I think taking everything with a grain of salt and having low expectations, if you don't know what the the company's capable of, is the best thing to direction to come from. But things like Insomniac, we've seen that they can consistently pump out high quality, well written, um, solid gameplay loops uh, titles, and them announcing that they're working on a new thing gets me incredibly excited. Um, but with the others, I'm just like, like Eclipse? Who, who's to say that's not going to get cancelled tomorrow? Oh, sure. Yeah, it's we've had behind, behind we've had plenty of cancelled Star Wars games. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, like what was it? Um, Star Wars 1313? 1313. Like everything but like three projects. So Yeah, yeah. so and, I, and, I would love for more super high quality Marvel and Star Wars games to come out, but I will believe it when I see it. Um, like yeah. with Lego Lego Star Wars is a wonderful example of a really good Star Wars game but I think that's just because Lego games are very good mm-hmm. Lego put a lot of money and time into making really fun funny well written games and that's why they're good not necessarily because it belongs to the Star Wars IP yeah. mm-hmm. I, I, that's what I really hope it's how we get from Star Wars and Marvel is just like original stories because like that's where I have the problem with oh, TV yeah. shows. It's like it's all tied to tied to the canon or you know yeah. canon that already exists. So like that's why I think Midnight Suns is like the one that really excites me the most because that just seems very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I you know hopefully with the Star Wars properties like we do get to explore other more unique things and, I, and I'm sure we will. Um, even though like I like Fallen Order and how that tied into everything, but. No, just yeah i think it's it's just down to the developers and whether they can make a good game <laughs> it's really all yeah. it comes down to so I, yeah, I yeah. Don't, no judgments until i see anything and i think it's going to be a while before we see a lot of this stuff yeah and there are there's there's a, a lot more marvel and star wars games in development that haven't been announced yet but i'm just hoping that um it, it feels like <clears throat> disney has been more uh discerning with who they give hand the reins over to for these things and so um sort of the thing we keep circling around is don't get excited because it's a star wars or a marvel game get excited because a talented team is making a star wars or a marvel game um you know get excited because you know the people who made incredible traversal in sunset overdrive and ratchet and clank are doing a spider-man game you know mm-hmm. so um and get excited because the the, the tactical minds behind XCOM 
are are sort of adapting that into a more action oriented uh, Marvel game in Midnight Suns. So, like that's the stuff that excites me. A respawn first person Star Wars game, like after Titanfall, hell yeah! Like mm-hmm. Titanfall and Apex feel so damn good. So taking that sort of movement mechanic and putting it in a Star Wars game sounds amazing. Yeah. Mm. So and yeah, it, it comes back to dropping games. <clears throat> uh, like I was super intrigued in Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, up until the point where we got off of the the first planet with the opening spoilers for the opening of Jedi Fallen Order, um, but that section where the Inquisitor was stopping their ship moving with the Force by grabbing the, the steering mm-hmm. wheel, I was like, "This is cool!" Like really interesting uses of the Force, um, like being on the run, super fun. And as soon as we landed on that first planet, and I saw that it was a level, and it was gameplay and the gameplay was very simple and trying to mimic souls in a kind of poor way i went i'm done i i well the first time i played it i was like i'm i i know what this is going to be it's going to be long stretches of mediocre gameplay for a nugget of a cutscene that is kind of interesting um that doesn't really push the ip forward because they've got to stay in, within the confines of the skywalker story um, and then it's just going to be boring. And I did come back and complete it. I've completely finished it, and I did enjoy it for the most part. Um, <laughs> but that's what made me stop, because I was just like, this doesn't... The length of this game is going to be taken up by gameplay for 90% of it, and it feels bad, and I I don't want to I don't want to play the rest of this. And yeah. that can happen with any IP, regardless of how strong the IPs are. Um, 100%. Because Star Wars and Marvel have yeah. very, well, very I, strong I mean, stories. That's, that's what you said before. Like, it's just the IP doesn't matter. It, you know, it, it, it could be any IP. You could you could do a Halo game and it doesn't have a good story. Then you know, it doesn't matter at that point. Yeah. So it's just yeah. Halo's like the 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 opposite example, um, which is like it's had Halo's had strong gameplay since day one, um, but then the the narrative when it's been taken over by Free Four Free Four Free has been slipping slightly i'll like i won't say too much because nick's the expert on that topic but um that's just the other side of the coin that's the both sides um kind of showing the ugly side speaking of halo yeah Yeah. speaking of halo if we want to transition to what we've been playing and watching nick are you are you are you keeping up with with halo the story of john's butt Yep, I've been keeping up with that. I know uh community wanted to know my my thoughts on the most recent episodes because we're we're up to episode 4 now. Uh I'm not hating the show. Uh like I I do I think when we first talked about the Halo show, I was really um really not thrilled with that first episode and then the second episode I enjoyed more, which like seems like I was the the outlier because like social media hated the second episode i, d- I definitely like the first episode better than the second episode yeah i i don't know what it, i don't know what it is but i liked um uh i like kind of like where the story is and it, and it really is probably because i've like read the books and everything and i can see where they're pulling a lot of stuff from so like in the books the unsc and like oni and everything like are not exactly great <laughs> They're, they're like UNSC can be very author- authoritarian, um, along with Oni, whereas like Oni is kind of like the the shadowy operation behind everything. Um, so the the show is definitely exploring a lot of that, and I don't know if they're doing a great job of it yet. But like Halsey in the books is like extremely cold and calculating, and like uses everybody to her benefit. And in the lo- most recent episode, like you get a whole monologue from uh, 
uh, Miranda Keys about like Halsey being just like that. Like she wants control over everything. And when she doesn't get it, she finds a way to get control of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's like, there's like, a, there's a lot of interesting, like things happening in that realm where, you know, she's manipulating chief and chief's kind of figuring that out as he goes. And, um, you know, the history, like his whole personal backstory. And I think that, I think that's like the one thing that maybe a lot of people are like having trouble with watching on the show is like, they are actually making chief a character because as much as I love the games, it's not like you don't have any of his backstory through any of the games really until yeah. you get to four and five, right? And so like three, four, three's whole thing has been let's make Chief a character with, you know, wants and desires and um you know and his butts. and a butt. <laughs> and his butt, yeah. I it shows kind of weird about that, but um I, I like I like where they're going with the story. I think it's different. I've been able to mentally separate myself from the games and just kind of treat it as its own thing. The weakest part of sh- the show is definitely um, with Quan. Uh, like I, her her acting is just really stiff. Um, that whole like part of the show just feels really out of place. Actually, with um, the insurgencies and everything, I wish they would just focus on Chief, his team, and the war between them and the Covenant. Because like I. It's almost it almost feels like a separate show. Yeah, it feels like. I mean, I don't know how long ago these scripts were written, but yeah. it feels like if it's not the trying to mimic the Mandalorian and the whole lone wolf and cub thing, um, it just feels like oh, we've seen this before. Like, I don't need to see a surrogate father figure protecting a child in everything like everything doesn't have to be the last of us everything doesn't have to be the mandalorian like you can you can find different hooks to get me to this world other than oh you need to protect this this kid because they're in danger yeah well every time we go to that storyline i'm just like i want to go back to what chief's doing and figuring out like the mystery because like they're definitely exploring more of like his connection to like forerunners and everything Mm -hmm. Um, so i i I enjoy that part like there's actually mystery and it's like well there's I kind of know where this is going to go, but I'm not really sure how we're going to get there at this point. And also like, what yeah. is, how are they going to change his relationship with Chief? Or, I mean, uh, Halsey and Cortana and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, hopefully, hopefully they wrap up whatever they're doing with Soren's like lone wolf and everything with the season and just get to like the real halo stuff in season two. Cause like, I, I can see the, I can see it in there. I can see her. There's a good show. Um, yeah and like pablo i think pablo is doing a good job as master chief and again it's like one of those things where i think a lot of people who have only played the games are like why does he have his helmet off all the time and blah 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 and it's like all right well again they're pulling from the books he has his helmet off a lot in the books it's yeah not, it's not and unusual. A, like one of my big things with mandalorian and sorry to keep bringing that up but yeah. like it seems like a fair comparison is like I, I wish he had his helmet off more on that show because like i want to see uh like these they they cast good actors like i want to see them act like i don't want to just hear their voice coming out of a body that may or may not be theirs yeah um I, yeah so i mean you know the show's okay i mean it's not my favorite thing or whatever i think yes yeah. i think there's good parts of it i think there's really bad parts of it um but i'm i'm definitely like i still want to see see what it does i guess Season one of most shows is ropey as hell. Like they're trying to find their footing and find what the audience want. Um, yeah. Some shows do that more yeah. successfully than others. The question I have, Nick, yeah, is if you were the showrunner, 
what would you have done differently? What would you have taken it in a completely different direction, or are there yeah. slight changes you would make? Yeah, like if they if they really wanted to make Master Chief, like I really would have just used the books as a guideline where you see if you're gonna make Master Chief a character without his helmet on, don't show him as an adult to start. Show him as a kid going through training and getting becoming the Master mm-hmm. Chief. Like that's I think that's where this you would have had a more emotional connection because like he's already Master Chief in the show. So it's like, there's mm. no, unless you know Halo already, like there's no build up to why this guy's important so far. You'd other have a than, better understanding of where he's coming from as well. Right. And also like they, they're using the flashbacks to kind of show like the, the trauma he's been through and like mm. all the manipulation and everything. And I, I think like people are maybe enjoying that, but I, like it could have been done better to show like in the books they go into a lot of detail about like just how screwed up like uh, Spartan training is just to get oh, yeah, the whole to program is like super fucked up yeah it's super fucked up and I think the show is yeah. trying to explore that I just think the pacing's off on it yeah I feel like they should have just done the story of the first game combat evolved and then use flashbacks in like the way lost uses flashbacks and I just want every show to be lost so that's why I'm bringing <laughs> that up but like have it go through chronologically throughout the season combat evolved but then in each episode have something that's happening in the present to trigger a memory and then mm-hmm. you can slowly learn about his past and, and piece that together yeah. Um, um, yeah it just seemed like it was easy like I don't know. It just seems like that was the easy thing to do, and they chose to do something harder, and um, it just doesn't seem like it's working quite as well. Yeah, I if I if I was a showrunner, I would have just done Chief and his relationship to Blue Team or Silver Team, whatever they're calling it now, because like that's yeah. where that's where the emotional arc is in the books. Is like his mm-hmm. connection, and the and the show keeps mentioning that like we are tied by blood or whatever you know that we can't have relationships with anybody else we are just bound to each other as yeah. a team and the show is not exploring that at all he's never with them he's with them in like two scenes yeah uh, so you don't get that emotional hook and so like that's that's the hook that i want and especially like soren in the books is his best friend growing up who gets killed he's the first person that he loses in the war because mm-hmm. and like he basically lets soren die and that's like a huge moment for chief where like he understands like it's the mission before anything else yeah and the show has not gotten to that point yet and i don't know it's, if it will Sor- and soren's uh the the bokeem woodbine character the black guy yeah yeah that he okay that he meets in the second episode yeah okay yeah so, yeah so soren soren's like important to him but in the show it's like they're doing some whole different thing with him and i don't mm-hmm. know why like there's no Mas- <laughs> chief just does not have any relationship to anybody on the show but halsey right now yeah from the second episode soren almost seems like a lando figure like someone he has sort of a past with but is like ooh, can i trust this guy like but i, I can't trust anyone else so maybe i could trust yeah, this guy that yes. i have a past history with yeah i don't what? yeah i'm not really sure what direction they're taking that but yeah what you're describing is a really compelling narrative that would work in a tv format mm-hmm. but they seem to be taking the show in a very different direction which seems very uh, lone wolf kind of not saying they're copying Mandalorian but that kind of yeah. tropey Mandalorian kind of direction um, why they couldn't just do this this kind of team based um, yeah. fire team narrative which is super compelling in itself Yeah, I why they couldn't do that baffles I, me I, pardon me, like maybe it's going to sound really cynical but I feel like 343 thinks they're way better at telling stories than they are <laughs> where like they they their emotional arcs are all over the place, like where they don't know where they want to take chief or where they want to start. And it's like the books have, the books have 
all that for them and they keep trying to take them do their own thing so that they're not in Bungie's shadow or something i don't know yeah it's it's weird i wish they would just like an ego trip yeah it's yeah and i don't know what it is I, it's like they sometimes they think they know better and it's like now the all that all that groundwork is there for you to tell a really compelling story you just translate into game format or show format and it's good to go yeah so like i yeah. but but you know i I do like how much they're exploring chief and Halsey's relationship in the show. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. compelling enough for me because like I, the, she's only there every once in a while in the, in the games and everything. And she's like probably the most important person in that universe, even beyond chief. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, George Lucas asks, how does it compare to the expanse season one? Does not hold a candle in my opinion. Expanse no. is like rarefied, TV sci-fi. Um, lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Um, sci-fi lightning in a bowl. Oh my god, that's the scariest kind of lightning. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I watched the two. I watched two episodes, and I'm gonna watch the rest. But I don't think I'm gonna watch it weekly. Um, like like I have a lot of shows that I watch weekly, and I just oh Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. Uh, I, I, I I I'm not hating it. Um, but I just don't know if this is like something I need to. There's no like carrot on the end of the string where it's like oh my god I need to see what's gonna happen next week. Like I'm wondering like. I'm just going to wait till it's all out probably and watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a lot of other shows I'm watching, I get to the end of an episode and I'm like, hell yeah, I want to think about this for the next seven days before the next one comes out. Like, mm-hmm. I love that uh, Better Call Saul is back and I'm, I'm treating yeah. it that way. And Atlanta's out and, and even like Winning Time, the, the Lakers show. Um, and then there's uh, a new show on Amazon, highly recommended. First two episodes just came out called Outer Range I want to with uh, Josh Brolin. Yeah. Um, and uh, really cool. Like, it's it's kind of like Twin Peaks meets uh, Yellowstone, but it's like a, a Montana rancher who all of a sudden on his property is this fucking void, like a hole that's just like a goddamn magic <laughs> void. And if you know anything about me, I love voids. I'm like oh, yeah, such yeah, a, like, yeah. I'm such a void head. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but uh, uh, it has, so it has this like, what the fuck's going on with this void, but also a rancher dealing with all of his ranch nonsense. Ooh. But uh, the way the second episode ends, not going to spoil it, but it was one of those moments where I'm like, how is it not next week yet? Like, I got to see what's going to happen oh, next. Like, such a cool, oh, such oh. a cool little twist about like, ooh, is this what the show is actually about? Um, yeah, yeah no. so that's Amazon Prime, out of range. Um, they're doing an interesting thing where every week, it's weekly, but they're dropping two episodes every week. So okay. it's like a 10-episode season that's only going to take five weeks. Um, so, Sweet. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I wonder why. Is that like a pacing thing? Like- maybe Amazon, Amazon tends to... Uh, uh, be a little more like uh, uh, experimental with releases. Mm-hmm. Like they, they've for a lot of their shows, they'll drop the first three episodes at once. Um, I think, like I think the boys did that, where it was just like, here's the first three episodes, and it's that's kind of nice because you're like, oh, okay. Like I feel like a show like WandaVision could have benefited from that, or maybe even Halo if like three episodes would have dropped, um, you know, at, at once. I think uh, part of it. Sink their teeth in early. Yeah, well, I yeah. think part of it too is just making sure people actually watch through it all. Because yeah, spread it over yeah. ten weeks, like they don't, they don't watch it to completion. I'm sure mm-hmm. that, like, I'm sure the drop off rate on like the Wheel of Time probably played into this. Because like, I'm oh, sure that, totally, yeah, yeah totally, it was, it was huge. Um, yeah, episode um, one has to spend so much time introducing characters in the world that it can be quite bogged down. It's similar to the experience we were talking about with playing games. Uh, the mm-hmm. FTUX, it's you've got to introduce so much. So maybe releasing two or three episodes allows for that stretch to get over people to get past that hump quickly and then not have to wait three weeks to do it yeah absolutely the, uh, um, show I, I started i've been enjoying quite a bit as pachinko 
it's on Apple Plus. Oh yeah, on Apple. Yeah, yeah it's uh, about uh, this family, this Korean family, uh, and it kind of jumps back and forth between uh, early 1900s when the Japanese were occupying Korea, and then uh, the modern times where like it's like a, it's just a whole like family uh, epic basically. Uh, so I'm only I'm only two episodes in, so like there's not I can't like explain too much of it yet, but it's got like amazing cinematography and music, yeah. Um, and the acting is really really good, uh, and it's just like it's really cool to see that time. Well, I don't know what cool, but at least on TV, it's cool to see that time period and like yeah, it's like absolutely. the sets the sets they've created are incredible. Like it's definitely worth watching if you like like historical family epics. Yeah, Apple Apple's fucking crushing it. Like Apple yeah. Apple really Severance is. is like the best yeah. thing I've watched this year I so think, far, probably. Yeah, I think uh Apple's really the sleeper hit of all those streaming services. Like I don't think mm-hmm. I've watched a show on there that I haven't liked yet. Yeah. Yeah. I love like Sorry, For All Mankind, Ted Lasso, Mythic Quest. It's got yeah. peanuts. Everyone loves Charlie Brown. That dude you can't kick a football to save his life. Andrew Nickelbottom asks is it pretty anti-Japanese it's definitely I mean it's about the Japanese occupation of Korea so it's definitely like not pro-Japanese in the show Uh, but they're not like really pro anybody like Westerners either (laughs) so I'm not far enough in to really know but it's you know, it's mm-hmm. been it's been really compelling already in the first I mean the first episode hooks you almost right away just with the cinematography and everything yeah that looks great. Yeah, Apple's Apple's crushing. They also have Slow Horses going on right now, which is a, a cool sort of British sp- uh, spy show starring Gary Oldman, uh, based on a really good book. So yeah, I haven't started yeah. that. Yeah, that's on my list to start. And there's like there's older shows that I haven't started, like Mosquito Coast. Kind of looks yeah, like Breaking Justin Badass. Thoreau. Yeah, Justin Thoreau, who I think might be the most attractive human on the planet. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. Like I don't want to go on a limb, but he's just. I can't he's, remember what he looks like. I'm gonna go look him up. Oh, well, look at it. Make sure you get a picture of him with a beard. Mm-hmm. Justin Thoreau beard. He's got an X in his name, too, so it's tough. It's um, it's, a, it's a tough name. Uh, and then on the anime front, uh, I started Spy Family, which is the, the biggest anime of the season. And let me tell you, delightful. Absolutely delightful. Everyone check out Spy Family. I don't know how if it, I think you pronounce it Spy Family because Spy X Family. And I don't know if you pronounce the X, but I'm just going to call it Spy Family. It's wonderful. <laughs> delightful. Everyone check it out. Jimmy, what have you, what have you been doing? Not what like, have I been doing? You, I mean, aside from Googling pictures of Justin Thoreau. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Geez, it's now my uh, computer background. <laughs> uh, what have I been doing? I've been uh, prepping for our very exciting thing happening at the beginning of next month. And Like a baby? Um, a baby? You making a baby? Yes, I'm having a baby. I'm pregnant. Uh, it's due at the beginning of next month, which is kind of annoying because we're going to be in Iceland when I give birth. Nick, so uh, <laughs> it'll be a C baby. <laughs> um, and no, I've been, I recently uh, had a real big itch to start playing World of Warcraft again. Uh, oh. This happens every year or so. Oh no. Um, and uh, all of my friends were like, no, because I like being productive and uh, having a life. And I was like, okay. But I, I really miss that holy trinity of like healer tank dps um in in games and no other game has really scratched that itch for me um than world of warcraft and Mm -hmm. i'm really looking for a game i'm waiting for that standalone game that comes out that does that loop really well because i really like healing and tanking and in wow if you guys if you guys in the chat have any recommendations of not just mmos guild wars 2 i have felt literally thousands of hours in that game 
it doesn't do the holy trinity at all <laughs> it's uh it's doesn't hold a candle to the wow in that regard did you did you watch the uh the the stream yesterday of the new um dra- dragon dragon something extension? Uh, i didn't watch it live i was i had a really busy work day yesterday but mm-hmm. um i i am excited about <clears throat> it but yeah. i as excited as i get with most wow content it's like oh cool and then it comes out and i'm like yeah and then i'm like yeah. mm-hmm. Just put it down. That's yeah. that's WoW in a nutshell, really. Um, yeah, I, could, I watched yeah. that entire stream, but as a non-WoW player, I like didn't understand most of it, and I was like, "Oh, dragons look neat." <laughs> it's exciting. Like it's going back to a part of the the lore that I really like, like the dragon aspects and stuff. But I I don't know. The main reason I play it, and I've only just recently started delving a little bit back into it, is their mythic plus. It's basically end game dungeon content. So five man mm-hmm. instead of big raids, it's five man smaller contained stuff. I I love it. I love the healing. I love the tanking. I love the teamwork you have to have. And I'm just looking for another game that does that. Um, F uh, FF14. Yeah, I tried that. I put a hundred hours into it. And uh, yeah, I'll keep my opinions on that game to myself. Oh <laughs> no! People, we're gonna put that in the same uh, bucket as uh, uh, Fallen Order. Mm. Jay's bad opinions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't my opinions on FF14. Oh, I didn't realize you didn't like FF14. I think it's one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. Ooh. I think it's I think it's terribly designed. <laughs> um, and uh, hot take: I think it's trash. Endgame content looks amazing, but the fact that I have to go through so much utter wank to get there is uh. unforgivable. I think, uh, pray return to the waking sands. Any of you players who play it, that phrase will be stuck in your mind. <laughs> oh, it's got a terrible gameplay loop. Character design, class design, amazing. Dungeon design, raids, amazing. Story's pretty good as well. Everything else, the fact, everything you have to do to get through it is terrible. It's Yeah, did you play the original game? <laughs> like, was this oh, the problem? Like, oh, no, played... I'm playing the, the, the new version. I played yeah, this Realm like, Reborn or whatever. Seven, yeah. seven months ago. Uh, put okay. hundreds of hours into it. You put hundreds of hours in a game you didn't like? I, I've got like 300 hours in PUBG, and that game is utter trash. <laughs> You're a sicko, dude. You're the sicko. You're that image of I the know, dude I, looking I, through the window the guy, with a shirt says that the says guy sicko. They put like 100 it, hours into Avengers. Game I'm like, also the sicko. Games for me are very much a social experience. I, I will, I'm will. i a big proponent of this. It, it doesn't matter how a game designed. Pushing around a piece of shit with a stick is fun with your friends. It doesn't matter what you're playing. I don't it's, know. It doesn't matter. I don't know. I that. played FF14 because friends of mine played it and they were showing me the end game content and it looked like WoW's end game content, but to be honest, probably even better. It looked great. I was like, I want to get there. And I spent the entire time trying to get there and I put 120 odd hours into it and I got into the second expansion and you have to go through it to get to all that stuff. See, this is the worst thing. I will never forgive this game for it. Oh my god, it's coming back. You've reignited something in me. The problem is, when you finish the main story of the the base game, they're like, all right, you'll go on to the next expansion, right? I'll get through the content, I'll n- know the story. But the game forces you, they have like these post-patch uh, story elements where um, before the interim between the main game and the expansion coming out, they brought out content. Every month, they'd bring out a new story beat, a new dungeon, and they'd bring something out. It wasn't every month. It's it's something. The game forces you 
to play all of those in order before you can go to the next expansion and you gain no progression you gain no xp you gain no loot that is relevant to you you have to play it and it lasted 25 hours so i had 25 hours of gameplay that wasn't progressing my character and was giving me meaningless story pray return to the waking sands going to the same area over and over and over and i had to do 25 hours of it then i went through the next expansion and i hit the next roadblock where i had another 25 hours of that to do and i went i'm fucking done i'm gonna go play hello kitty online because it's got a better gameplay loop that sounds like most mmos (laughs) yeah guild wars doesn't do that wow doesn't do that it's i are Oh, the beginning of FF14. I wish I could get to yeah. the end of it. And if any of you fuckers tell me to buy a skip, no, I'm not paying to skip skip hundreds of hours of gameplay just because it's poorly designed. I've never, I'm not, I've never I'm played not Final Fantasy XIV, but I, I keep trying to get myself an ESO, and I think I think I just can't do it. I think I've the, been thinking about picking that up because I, I played it at release, and I was like, Ooh. every time it's pretty good. It's pretty good if you like MMOs, but like I think the only thing that's attracting me to that game is like the concept art they do. <laughs> like I see the cover art for the, they're like that looks like fun to play, and then I get it. I was like, this looks nothing like that. This I, isn't this what is I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> but nope, I am back oh. on my, uh, I'm back on my siege addiction. I uh, got tired of oh. being sweated on PC, so I've gone back to playing on on Xbox, and I already got the platinum. So Nick's uh, Nick's party AA. Yeah, I'm sweating yeah, on ranked and. Moment. Yes, I, I got my ACOGs back. They also finally released like the first new map, I think, in two years. Oh, cool. And I played that I saw last that. Night. It looked like an old like British castle or some shit. Yeah, it is a it is a fast paced map. Like the, the the outside team can get in and get to your room in like thirty seconds. It's kinda nuts. Oh, cool. Yeah, it takes a lot of uh it's it's very different. It's very like the in rooms a good way. have yeah i mean anytime you play siege and like they introduce a new map like it's not even playing you don't have to relearn the game you just have to learn that map and it's gonna take yeah. some time to do it but like they already threw it into uh they already threw it into ranked so it's like oh man like you don't want to lose your rank you, you better hope you don't get on that map because apparently people already know that map because they're on the pts servers obviously but uh yeah it's been uh it's been nice that i can finally play a shooter on a controller again but yeah, I, ha- I have learned. Intended. I have learned. Like I have Siege on every platform. I cannot play it on PS5. I can play it on Xbox. And I I literally think it's weird, but I think it's because of, like the uh, thumbstick layout where it's. Uh, off- oh yeah, I know a lot of people offset. who like cannot play hardcore shooter players who cannot play shooters on uh, PS5 because of it's not the whatever. Yeah, I don't know why. Tilty, tilty joysticks. Yeah, that's the the official name. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Tilty Jays. Tilty Jays, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Like, I still can't. I still can't play Cyberpunk on the Xbox controller, and I think it's just because the controls for shooting in that game are really awful on Xbox. So mm-hmm. I have to play that one on PC. I've been I've been playing a little bit of that too, but I, I'm finding the story quite boring. Damn, sounds like you're in a cyberpunk. Uh, you know, I am. I don't think I've ever beat a game that's set in a cyberpunk universe. I drop the cyberpunk. I drop the ascent. I drew up whatever else is sitting there. I finished the ascent just because I was reviewing it. I probably would not have finished it were I not reviewing it. Um, also, uh, Casey hopped in the chat and said that he uh, agreed with uh, Sigma's opinions earlier. Oh, okay. And that Tilt J sounds like an alt rock just, band. Just like which, a Sigma to agree with a Sigma. Yeah. Classic, that's a classic <laughs> Sigma <laughs> move. 
Yeah, <laughs> Narcissus. Um, yeah, that's mostly that's 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 pretty much all my stuff. I have yeah, I've been I've been jamming through Zelda games in prep for Breath of the Wild, and then playing more uh, Thirteen Sentinels: Aegis Rim on Switch, which I think is great. And I want everyone to play, and I'm excited. We'll probably be talking about it more next week. Yeah, I'll have more to say about Yakuza Like a Dragon next week. I, I, Look at us. We're going full weebs. We're becoming a bunch of weebos. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, this is exciting. The The opening of that story is very good. It is great. And he's he's such a good pro tag. Like, people were worried because they, they changed up their pro tag at that point. But he's, yeah. he's great. Ichiban is just wonderful. Mm-hmm. What a mensch. All right. Shall we get to Super Chats? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's let's see how super these chats actually are. Yeah, oh we only God. got a few today, so if you have super chats, get them in because we got to wrap this up in about fifteen minutes. Uh, oh, doggy! Tommy Salty donates PLN ten and says, "My name isn't KC. It's J Mate. I do anatomy. See it, mate." You didn't rap. I don't know. I can't even it, see the thing. I, 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 I don't have the voice to rap. My name is KC, and I'm here to say it was that. That was how KC no. starts all of his raps. He didn't. He didn't say anything about say in there. Name is Casey, and I'm here to say I took Didn't the week that. off in a major way. That was the case. That was the case. You saw him on vacation. Lapis Larka donates five dollars. Says DLC has been a big backlog challenge. It prolongs the finish. Example: I find myself not moving on from Rise because I want to play Sunbreak. Wait or no? Um. I. I don't know. I, there's there's so many games like I have DLC for that I never go back for. Um, like I started the Irish expansion for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but couldn't couldn't keep on with that. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. I think like the only DLC expansions I've ever really gone back and finished. Are like I I did both of the Witchers because they were like new games within itself. But yeah, I'm trying to think of like. Because sometimes expansions are like completely separate things, like Miles Morales or, or Uncharted: The Lost Legacy or something. Um, whereas, yeah, I can understand that in terms of Monster Hunter, like wanting to stick on Rise so that you have that momentum going into Sunbreak. Because I feel like Monster Hunter would be one of those series where if you take too much time off, you almost have to like mentally relearn the game. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it also happens with like big multiplayer games. This is another chance for me to shit on Final Fantasy. I <laughs> expansions, they're, they're big DLC uh, aspects. When your friends are playing in the endgame stuff and you have to trawl through so much to get there, uh-huh. this isn't. I'm just using FS as an example. It's happened in a lot of games. Um, it disincentivizes me on continuing to play or wanting to play. Oh no, it's going to take me so long. I'm always going to feel like I'm behind. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Um, so it can it can happen in big multiplayer games too. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely an issue I've had with some games. Yeah, struggle is real. Play a bunch of old N sixty four games. That's that's the only way to, to solve all that. That yeah, that's play I Beetle Adventure. Yeah, I guess I guess I've never thought about like sticking with a game because I was waiting for DLC and just forcing myself to play it until that DLC yeah. comes out. Yeah, I mean that's like every time. Every time they drop a new character or content in Marvel's Avengers, I go back to it. And despite the fact that I did put 100 hours into it because I'm a sicko, uh, I forget how to play the game every time. And so yeah. then I have to spend like two hours learning, relearning how to play the game. And then I spend two hours as fucking Jane Foster. And then I just hate myself more. 
I know. So it's great. I know the one game I will go back to when it gets an expansion eventually is Elden Ring for sure. Is Elden Ring? Yeah. I'm sure I'm they assuming will. that's gonna get also I, mean, I yeah. saw I saw like I I've I'm still streaming it for the editor's hour, but I've like burnt out on it at this point. But also I saw a uh like a screenshot of a place I haven't been to yet, and I'm like, I have to go back. Mm. Must see yeah. must see everything. Yeah. I mean they did uh they did like DLCs and expansions for one, two, three and Bloodborne. Sekiro's the only one to not get. Yeah, I think that's like, because it was Activision that published it. Which is shocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shocking that Activision showed some restraint. And didn't want more money. Yeah. No, yeah. Elden Ring's made too much money and is too popular to not get DLC. Oh yeah. And yeah, and there's the already system- like stuff pointing at like what it could be in some hidden yeah, content stuff. unused areas like those Colosseum yeah. things. They also, I'm surprised each of these updates is adding like NPC stuff and like quest lines and like yeah. it's it's strange. Yeah. Maybe Elden Ring is secretly a games as a service. Oh my god, they <laughs> tricked us all. One could say that we were gaslit. Can I can I pay Elden Ring five dollars to get animated uh, start screens? Now Jesus, no! Shut up. <laughs> Kingdom Forty Two <laughs> donates five dollars. Says I've stopped to look. I've stopped bothering looking at teaser anything I, movie. I TV. can have Alexander the pot on on the low screen doing this. Kingdom Forty Two donates five dollars. Says I've stopped looking at anything at, at anything at teaser anything movie TV or games. It has never it never has any useful info about the property. See, with our job, I cannot not look at that stuff, but I will say mm-hmm. I have not been watching like any launch trailers or any like oh, movie yeah. trailers. Oh, yeah, don't watch. Yeah. Because like I just, they spoil the entire fucking movie. Like The Northman, yeah. I've seen the opening trailer for, and that's it. I've never, I haven't looked at any other trailers. Yeah. Because I want to um, go see that. Yeah, game trailers do that too. Like the launch day Elden Ring trailer was like, I'm glad I didn't watch this because that was like a bunch of shit from late game. And yeah. like, man, I remember the launch day FF7 remake trailer, like a ton of story beats that I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting this because it's kind of the stuff that diverges from seven proper. Um, and they just show it in that launch trailer. So oh, for, for ben, for ben I like West uh, even showed like the last area of the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, um the Thor Love and Thunder trailer uh, that came out the other day is very clear that they're keeping their cards close to the chest. Like, not only did they just not show Christian Bale, who's the villain, um, but you could clearly tell in some shots they've CG'd stuff out of it. Like, there's shots of, like, uh, Thor and Korg, and then there's clearly a third person in the shot, but the space is just empty. Pretty wide shot, but it's empty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And so I have a feeling they're doing, like, uh, Endgame did a good job of that, like, not revealing their hand. They'd ever revealed that it was like about time travel. Um, it reminds me of uh, everybody that was mad at the last of us part two's marketing for lying to them. Like, I want to be lied to in marketing. Lie to me, lie to me, <laughs> yeah. daddy. Yeah, don't tell tell me the whole story in your damn trailer. It's the things with uh, games are very different. I with film trailers, they're always trying to, like you said, keep their uh, cards close to their chest. But with a lot of game trailers, they're just trying to straight up. Um, not lie to make it more, a more enjoyable experience. They're trying to lie so you buy it because uh, bullshot is the technical term yeah. when you put fake things in the in the trailers to make people think it's going to be in the game and then it's just not. Um, yeah, so that's a great way to stay away from tra- teasers and stuff like that because yeah. they're probably lying. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's not the lie I was referring to. Where they were, I was lying. People were very mad that the trailers seemed to lie about what happens with Joel. So, even though I thought that was a very good 
diversion. Uh, Andrew Hickbottom donates five pounds. Says, pretend to answer this one like Yachi, please. Yachi, what are good games to play? I don't fucking know. Decide for yourself. You didn't do it with an accent. Spot on. That, I feel like Jay should answer that one. That's Jay. Uh, <laughs> I don't fucking know. Figure it out for yourself, mate. I say Yachty sounds right. <laughs> Two uh, children and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cockney. I'm a cockney. Uh, Piers Wilkinson donates five pounds as, or five euros. Sorry. Uh, do you ever get the can't play because you don't know where to play the DLC and there's no advice on when? Do you ever get the can't play because you don't know when to play the DLC and there's no advice on when? Oh, I mean, like maybe if you have DLC for a game that's like incorporated inside the story, like when do you go to it? That kind of thing. Or like if you can't find it, because <laughs> there's, there's definitely like games like you have to find the very specific quest area to go start the DLC. Yeah, know, or like knowing like when is the good time to play the old hunters if you're playing Bloodborne for the first time. Like, right. is that something you should try to do as soon as you unlock it, or should you treat it as post game? Yeah, because yeah. you, you probably shouldn't if you're playing <laughs> Bloodborne. You probably shouldn't go to the old hunters DLC once you get it. No, no. Yeah, most of the um, DLC is very most uh, uh, post end game stuff. Yeah, most FromSoft DLC is like geared towards like players who've mastered the game. I think most DLC is. I think most DLC is either if it's been released um, post uh, story, it either needs to be played at the end as an extension to the story, or DLC gets folded into the game's experience just as a little extra, and you shouldn't even notice that it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's just blatantly like an extra thing you can do that is a bit confusing um and i think bloodborne did that weirdly the 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 horizons like frozen wilds was like that too it was very much like a post-game dlc thing yeah yeah uh beast march donates two dollars says 100 hours in the avengers equals a cry for help well we know that's why we're here for him i'm just sicko it's fine (laughs) that's fine i'm I'm like uh, at least i admit it uh yeah i don't know what was going on i mean that was like an early that was like a pandemic game so we were all making a lot of weird decisions we were like wiping down our shoes when we came in and then like <laughs> we were like like spraying clorox on our potatoes so playing that game is is lumped into the category of a weird decision while delirious because we have to be we have to stay indoors yeah and i did i did I, like some of that time i was playing with friends there was an unhealthy amount of it well i was playing with friends and then they got to a point where they were like, well, this game sucks. We don't want to play anymore. <laughs> and I was like, all right, bye, guys. And I kept playing <laughs> by myself like a true sicko. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. We all have, we all have shit games that for some reason we gravitate towards. Yeah. I never like do No. Yeah, that's true. We're like rainbow shits. Mm. Rainbow oh, shits. Oh. Rainbow shits peach. <laughs> Ankle scope some more, right? At least, to, at least I have to use my brain and the siege on like Avengers where you just punch shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Mike. You don't have to use your brain yeah. when you play your game. You I absolutely did not have to use my brain when I put that game. That's 100% sure. In fact, that game uses your brain. Oh, no. Yeah, you've lost the brain cells. <laughs> that game's a fucking mind flare. Just yeah, like. Just, just no, they brain used your brain cells to fund the development of uh, the Jane DLC. Shit. Oh, God. <laughs> Paul, so, yeah, they're only making that DLC because you put 100 hours into the game. That's it. <laughs> that being said, Outriders is getting a new expansion 
and I'm ex- ex- excited for that. In the and year I, of our Lord 2022, they're still wow. doing Outrider stuff. Yeah, really? that wasn't even a games as a service game, which nobody seems to realize. It was just a single player or co-op campaign. And it had a beginning and an end, and it was good. But was everybody that game thought, a year ago, or was it two? That game years was ago? that game was a year ago. Okay, February of last year. Uh, Paul size donates two dollars. Says, "Did I hear Elden Ring? Finger butthole." Yep. Hell yeah. That's, Still, that's that's a joke. Ooh, I didn't expect that pop. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> I'm really glad I was able to see you do that because I would have been like, "Ooh, where did the finger Ooh, go to make that, that pop sound come from?" Uh, was that a butthole pop? <laughs> I like the mystery is what I like. I'll turn my camera off next time. <laughs> I do see the mysteries there. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Donald Nevity donates twenty dollars. Says what got oh, me through the bad section of Final Fantasy fourteen was listening to the soundtracks of boss fights that were coming up. The newest raid boss theme made me restart my subscription early. I like that you get hype for music. I kind of appreciate that. Honestly, like that if like Halo was an MMO and I heard like the Halo thing, that would I would do the same thing probably. Sorry, what? I couldn't hear you. You cut you cut out for like ninety percent. You said of if sounds. Halo was an MMO, and then we didn't hear anything. If Halo was an MMO, and the music came in for a raid boss, I'd probably subscribe yeah. too. That's it. Mm. That's all, Max. Yeah. Bullseye. I even I like the does do they do the cool music like the Halo that that music I was just pop pop in the show. Like I know they do the like the Gregorian chant thing for the intro kind of but uh no the music in halo is not like halo at all it's really annoying that they use generic sci-fi bullshit yeah that seems like a it's super fucking it's annoying. So hype. like in the castlevania in the castlevania anime when they finally use like vampire killer yeah and uh all the great songs it's like it pops off it's like yeah you're finally getting that release you're finally getting that moment they should have mm-hmm. done that with halo I, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like when we get to the actual Halo part of the show, like maybe they'll use music. Mm. Like it'd be stupid not to. But there's there's like hints of it in there every once in a while. Like they use like the the chants, yeah. you know, at certain moments. But uh, God, it's just like yeah. Like I, I I get I get a lot of the criticism fans have. Like it's like you want to make a show about Halo, but then you like kind of get rid of the essence of Halo. And it's like there's things that are make Halo very Halo, and like the show is kind of not doing that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's anyway. Uh, Bullseye Hun donates a thousand Hungarian forint. I think that's right. Let's see if you... That's the big bad wolf currency, right? Yeah, oh yeah, there's a Havana puff. Let's see yeah. if you can remember what currency this is. I didn't Google it before I looked it up. Is it half bucks? A thousand half bucks? I, I, I don't think I don't think anybody caught, caught what I said, but it's fine. Uh, Pacific Blue donates two dollars. Says I'm off sick today. Here's money for you. What did you make a butt pop noise? What did you do? No, I said I didn't. He googled, he googled it because he's he's a dirty I, cheat. I, I said I didn't Google it before I looked it up. Ah, uh, cheater! <laughs> dare you? You're not a currency god. You're a fake. I am. Charlton. Hey, You're a it's false been, currency guy. It's been two weeks since I last streamed almost well, I streamed Gears of War last Friday, but almost two yeah. weeks since I streamed, so I get <laughs> You're lacking on the currency game. Yeah, I can't I can't <laughs> <use> <laughs> currencies. Uh wait, then I like, did, I like you read, Jason. did you read the Pacific Blue one? Did we goof through it? I just read through it. Oh, I hope you're feeling better, Pacific Blue. Yeah, man. Get better soon. Yeah. I hope you don't feel blue. I do like Jason Tudor's the one thousand huffle pucks, but I read it as one thousand huffle fucks. I don't give a thousand <laughs> huffle fucks. <laughs> I'll huff and I'll fuck and I'll blow your house down. 
<laughs> and then he got killed by Voldemort in that fucking graveyard yeah, yeah. like a chump. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. I'll huff, I'll huff, I'll puff, and I'll fuck your house down. <laughs> Cedric Diggory, may he rest in peace. Um, uh, Jemaine, uh, let people know where they can find you and what they should check out if you're working on anything neat. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, because I'm not Jemaine, I'm KC. So, um, Whatever I say. Oh, I don't know what Jamate's doing. Um, but first of all, uh, Super Smash Bros. is shit. I've always hated it, says Casey. Because <laughs> I am Casey. Um, and Jamate just had an anatomy of Returnal come out on atmospheric design. Uh, check that out. And uh, I heard Jay might be working on a sound design video next, which is entirely sound design focused um, on a little uh, indie game. You might have heard of it called Animal Crossing. So... Um, unless it goes like, horrifically wrong, uh, he, Jay said. But yeah, that's me. Uh, check it out. And also, I'm streaming Disco Elysium on more. Well, Jay is streaming Disco Elysium on his personal channel where you guys get to vote using uh, their in-game voting system on what happens next. So if you guys want to see me uh, go through Disco Elysium, come, well, Jay, go through Disco Elysium. Check him out there. Perfect. Uh, Nick? Uh, I am just working on Eve documentary stuff. I may stream some Siege later this week. I've actually been thinking about using my the money I've earned on Twitch just to buy a Series S because I'm tired of moving my Xbox in here. <laughs> yes, that's how first world problems. Uh, other than that, make sure to check out uh, Quest Log, which will be going up for members on Thursday. Make sure to check out the channel update video for all the new content we're doing. And uh, the Adventure is Nigh premiere for members is only like 10 days away. So make sure you sign up for memberships. It's really good. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's super exciting. Um, yeah, and then uh, later today we have post-CP, correct? Yes, on uh, Weird West. Weird West. Yeah, what, who's who's going to be joining Yahtzee? Who the fuck knows? Okay. Not me. Probably not me. I, already, I streamed once with Yahtzee. Okay. So I can't stream again with Yahtzee. We can't cross, we'll, we can't we'll, cross the streams. We can't do we'll, twice in a week. We'll keep Jay know. awake for it then. Okay. I'll just throw him into the fire. Do you want well, to show? What time does it happen? No, it won't be too late for me. I won't no, be it's, like it's three, three p.m. It's, yeah, it's, no, it's much earlier than game night. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, there you go, Jimmy. We'll probably be back three p.m. Be there, be square. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, tomorrow um, we'll we're gonna have uh, today we play tomorrow, correct? Yes. Cool. And then uh, no Metal Gear because uh, despite Casey appearing on this podcast. Um, Casey is uh, on vacation for the week. So no Metal Gear tomorrow, but then back Friday with uh, Gears of War. Gears uh, 5. Nick, yeah, Nick and Amy will be starting Gears 5. And then uh, Game Night on Saturday. Regular bat time, regular bat channel. Uh, Gatekeeper with a with a 199 donation just says one more. Listen, you if, you can keep, if you keep giving money, we'll just keep going. It's, it's, it's no, fine. No, I got to go pub a CP. Or let's get <laughs> yeah, roasted over uh, the spit. So yeah, you uh, all my stuff is the aforementioned stuff. Check out Quest Log. That's uh, the, the, both the episodes uh, Jamit and I worked on. So check those out. Check out Snapshot. Um, really cool. And then we have cool stuff in the works for um, all those plus Design Delve plus uh, yeah, all that stuff. And then uh, you can follow me on Twitch. Uh, I think Honey Money put my link in there. It's just at McBiggity on Twitch. Same as my username. Uh, I've been streaming a bunch of Nintendo games. I did uh, Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, uh, Kirby. I'm doing Banjo Kazooie now. And tonight I'm doing a Glover stream. So like I said, oh, no. this is the year of our Lord 2022. Glover has re-released on uh, Steam, and so probably around 6 p.m. Central. I'm going to be gloving up. 
Hell yeah. Oh, Keep your gloves on, kids. Looks like our Lord of the Rings streams will probably be funded by the start of next week, so I guess we'll have to find Damn. time to do that. I gotta get the emulators ready. <laughs> yeah, that'll probably be after you guys get back from where yes. you know, Iceland. Iceland. Where yes. What are we going to Iceland? <laughs> oh, damn. You gotta, you gotta get a passport, dude. That's not I for bet. like another I month. I bet I get a passport on book flights. Are you allowed there oh, after it's fucking Brexit? Weeks. Oh, no, I'm not allowed soon. there for personal reasons. There's stuff to do with Brexit. <laughs> you, you did one too many butt pops. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh <laughs> please don't do plane. that on a plane. <laughs> uh, so for uh, Jim Eight and uh, Nick, uh, this is Marty. Thank you so much for watching Breakout episode number 37. Uh, you're all wonderful, and we'll see you all later this afternoon at 3 p.m. for Post CP. Bye, everybody. Uh-huh.